0: Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Uh... Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane and today we are doing a suburb that we've been just inundated with requests to do, Henry, <laughs> Every (laughs) Everyone's been asking for it. We've been saying, please, we'll do it eventually. I got one for you, Joe. The Arana Hills are alive (laughs) with the sound of podcasting. I was going to mention that any Hills joke we had for Bowen Hills. You know, ladies and gentlemen, my favourite ABC show, Arana Hills and Gordon Street tonight. the Arana Hills have eyes scared the shit out of me when I was little. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying show, you've got to admit. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, you heard us right, we are doing Arana Hills today. It's a suburb Henry and I both, I'd say, charitably know sweet fuck all about. I couldn't know less. And i got to say, we did have a conversation where we were like, fuck, mate, we're flying through the popular ones. We're really knocking over mm. your to <laughs> your intros of the world, your ascots. Let's go a little further out to something yeah. random. For us- everyone loved the Hurston episode <laughs> for close <laughs> observers of the, the meta-analysis of this show, this is us realising that Brisbane doesn't have an infinite supply of interesting suburbs. Oh, it's, it's, it's that moment when you realise your show has an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the people who have told us, like smarter people and, you know, people in radio going, hey, like, great show, guys, but, um, gee, that premise could use a bit of work. It has a natural end. We're like, no, nah, not at all. We do one episode about Toowonga, and we're like... Shit, there's, like, four interesting suburbs left. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit of- But enough about the law of diminishing returns. Mm. And something that that doesn't apply to is uh, Talented Brisbane. Creative talent. And uh, uh, this week, you might have seen our unpakistani of the Week uh, was Cocktail O'Clock Oz. It's a little Instagram page. Uh, and uh, great content coming out um, from, from this friend of ours. And uh, just, Ex- I mean, exceptionally good. And dare I say, Henry, I was talking to another friend of ours that- um, Cocktail creation uh, has become, obviously, such a big thing. In quarantine, it's the new version of baking bread. And Cocktail Clock Oz is leading the way. They've been the market leader for years and years before we even touched it in quarantine. I made a whiskey sour the other day, and it was fucking disgusting. Mm. I got it so wrong. Went on the Cocktail Clock uh, Graham, and I saw just a litany of delicious cocktails. Yeah, well ahead of their time, or well ahead of their lime, they might say. Oh, so, that's good. Uh, they do have a lot of citrusy cocktails. If I have some mm. feedback on that. but And they, they were kind enough to... I don't know if they named a podcast after uh, a cocktail after us, but they did. I think uh, they did. Uh, well, they No, we, it was it was suburb. We themed. were mentioned in the yeah. there was a suburb thing. So, very nice of them. Uh, so, that's our Unpakistani of the Week and lots of great unpakistani down coming. We've, we've, we've got a couple we've coming a in backlog. the week. We've got a backlog already, which is exciting. Some great musicians, some great artists, but keep them coming. We love Brisbane. We love the people who create, who make stuff, who make stuff happen in this city. So, do let us know if you are one of those people or if you know one of those people. We've got people nominating their friends and Stuff which is so exciting to see. So exciting. And talking of exciting and talking of people. Oh yeah. We did dive a little deeper into our ongoing investigation. Investigation. Investigate. No. Some sort of I don't know what the CSI theme is, but Dun dun. That's Lauren. That's Lauren. If it did, it'd play here. Oh, it's like The Who. What? It's like Buck O'Reilly it's um The Who? The Who? (laughs) That's the oldest comedy joke in the world. (laughs) But no, it's by the um the Who so, yeah, the investigation- <laughs> We're, investigating. We're investigating the rumour, long-time rumour, that Brett and- Lee and Kevin Spacey had an affair. For defamation purposes, all it is is a rumour. We are simply exploring whether there may <clears> be <throat> any valid basis to this rumour that it happened on the 16th of December 2011 after the Brisbane Heat played the Sydney Sixers and Brett Lee took four wickets. Just a rumour. Just for defamation purposes, it's a rumour. It's just a true one. Mm. Uh, so- like that one me uh, about me pissing myself, uh, yeah. spot on. The bullies got it right that day. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they're accurate. Annoying. Say this when you say what you want about bullies. They they are oh. often on the ball, aren't they? that's not to say bullies aren't mean and they shouldn't do it. But rarely does a bully pick on something someone for something that is just fanciful. Hundred percent. They've usually like most of the time. Oh, you four-eyed fuck, you fucking spectacled geek. was. You you had glasses, mate. Even like even to indulge in this for a bit. Like um, I was quite a camp kid. Like a very uh, oh, hey guys, how's it going? Like and you know your bullies are like oh, get a load of bloody gay boy over here, and I'm like, oh, I mean, fellas, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But this is the one time you've missed the mark and what has been otherwise an incredibly accurate series of four-eyed <laughs> nerdy fuck ones. Like, yeah. bullies are allowed to get one a bit wrong due to their own prejudice. But oh, i yeah. tell you what, if you want to psychologically get inside someone's mind, don't hire a psychiatrist. Don't hire some fucking boffin with a degree. Get a bully in year nine. They get people. Yeah, they're good. Well, you know, the bullies are sometimes bullied themselves, you know. Yeah. They're and worth- that lets them off the hook in my book. Yeah, (laughs) they're play on. Well, bully uh, on the topic of bullies. Yeah, Kevin Spacey uh, meant to be- Actually, oh, fantastic segue. Thank you. We don't want to be seen to be glorifying Spacey on this show. We think, you know, what he's done is disgusting, but it's fascinating that he had an affair with Brett Lee in 2011. Yeah, so um, so Brett- Something else I found out also this week. uh, Brett Lee, apparently very good friends with Alan Jones. No. Oh, I always thought Brett was like a lefty. Yeah, no, Sucks. I think I think they're like particularly good mates. Um and Alan Jones, of course, another rumoured, you know, closeted homosexual man as well. So Oh really? Maybe that well because obviously you'd like to think that Brett and Alan's political views isn't what they bond over. So maybe true. there's that shared kind of um, with having <laughs> to repress their true selves in the eye of the media and in the eye of hyper masculine sporting media. Maybe you know, maybe there's because a of bullying, th- Henry. A to tragic link it together. A tragic tale that might have tied yeah. those guys together. I, we've, I don't think we've ever addressed homosexuality so uh so much in the housekeeping part of the show but, but that's a good point and well, this th- is what happens when there's a suburb we don't know how much about <laughs> when we're <laughs> take so it down around hills we're like pff, what other stuff is on the radar for us at the moment but that's a very good mm. point and uh gee i would i mean love to be on the fly on obviously greatest fly on the wall fly on the wall of richard branson's yacht when uh kevin spacey and Brett Lee were making some sweet sweet loving but also fly on the wall for Brett Lee and alan jones having a chat the fuck are they talking about like a sport. Like African, yeah. Actually, you know what? Jones is a big book. Like, but Brett Lee doesn't strike me as a bloke who like gets up in arms about African gangs. No, it's not him. He What's just his? bowls rockets, yeah. son. That's how they solve the crisis. <laughs> only African gang Jones he cares like, about: <laughs> Brian Lara and his team of great West Indian batsmen. Yeah, I Thanks. found some ready. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Kevin and Kevin and Brett, we had a again very big response to it. We yeah. shared a photo. Listen, listen to the twong episode because we stepped out. If not stone-cold evidence, the evidence that needs to be proven in our our guesses about the date that it happened. And- we believe we put all the key yeah. stakeholders in Sydney on the 16th of December 2011. So With we- reason for there to be a party on Branson's yacht. Yeah. So we think that it, that's the date it did happen. A lot of people got in touch about this and said they'd heard certain things. So I guess now we're putting the call out. Any more information? Treat us like your crime stoppers. Hundred percent. Just br- like just send us everything. Um, let us know. Tre- treat us like a crime stoppers who can't do anything about the crime, but can't investigate a podcast. crime. Yeah. But, but a rumor. <laughs> so not a crime at all. Yeah. What crime is there for an Aussie fast bowler and an American actor to go no. at it? I guess adultery is. You know, oh you should, right, shouldn't. I've totally forgotten that part of it. For me, the intriguing part is they are two people who have no right to even, like, chat and, like, know each other in a Mm. conversational sense, let alone in an intimate way. Like, that's inherently why it's interesting, because they're completely different fields. It's like picking two celebrities out of a hat to have an affair. That's what what it is. Like like, like Mike Hussey and, um, like, Helen Mirren. Yeah, it's just like the fuck. That's how would these people interact? Hundred yeah. percent. Um, that'd be hot though. But tell uh, oh, you, I mean, Mister Cricket I'd watch and that. The Crown. Um, but yeah, so that, say no to that. No way. So uh, yeah, that. So any more information? Moises Henriquez, especially the yeah. alleged witness on Who, the, yacht, as we've mentioned, has been so open about his mental health issues. And how about being open about watching Britley, uh get fucked by Kevin Spacey? Yeah, how be about good. being open about something else in a podcast, Moises? <laughs> <laughs> open up, bro. Oh. Uh, so yeah. But now, um, the, one exciting thing this. week Week for everyone yes. is um i don't know if anyone would have picked up on this last week of the twong episode but i had gone deaf in one ear and it was quite hard with headphones on recording the episode it was probably the hardest episode for me to record uh because you didn't mishear that by the way he said he's got he did go deaf I in had, one ear we didn't talk we did talk about it on the pod because he was i mean joe you're a fairly easygoing guy you you did seem genuinely quite shaken by this oh i, I it was distressing to not be able to hear and particularly when i'm trying to you know monitor the audio and everything now the reason isn't cool it's probably the first thing from it. I had such What's a, a cool way to go deaf. Oh, explosion gun- gunshot. Yeah, yeah like explosion gunshot next year. Um yeah. I had such a comically big ball of wax in my ear that it blocked my <laughs> ear canal and I couldn't hear. I wish I was kidding, audience. It was And you know, earwax seems ah oh, it's really funny like oh yeah, earwax whatever. I couldn't fucking hear for a week. I was like pretty devo by it. Bro, are we talking like we talking like squash ball size, aren't we? It was so I had, turns out, I had a huge amount of earwax in both ears. They got the stuff out of my right ear after about two or three minutes of this insane sort of syringe water thing GPs do. Like, bigger than a pea. Like, solid. Which made me think, what the fuck is going on in my left ear which has gone deaf? So, I had to go to Toowoomba. Oh, so that was in the ear that wasn't deaf. So, the they ear got that, got that wasn't deaf, deaf size of was wax. the bit bigger than a pea size ball of wax. Oh, right. Ear that was deaf, I had to drive to Toowoomba. To see an ENT surgeon who takes it out of my ear, and in- that like they didn't have to cut you open. No, mate, had to. Be- oh, the depth that goes in your. I felt like this thing was gonna like hit my brain. Mm. Shout out to Roger Grigg, my godfather, who did it like an absolute trooper. Good job. Um, I, I haven't had a better feeling in recent months than this <laughs> wax coming out of my ear. I could feel every bit of it sliding up the canal. And you're not a you're not a quiet man. With your hearing. So, I have to say that that week where you were kind of speaking to- offset well, your was, own deafness was uh yeah it was at, quite at the best of decibles. times i've been as we've covered many times on the show kicked out of restaurants due to the volume of my voice but that was the biggest thing henry and that's what i wanted to i wanted to apologize to the audience to anyone who's ever thought that i'm a bit too loud or a bit too much volume because when they pulled it out and i could finally hear out of my left ear i realized i'm the loudest fucking person in the world <laughs> i was like i was talking to my dad and i was like i've got to rein this in so much but yeah we're back to usual programming with respect to my hearing and maybe the volume of my voice will be a a little bit calmer. Iran mm, Hills, let's uh wax on. Wikipedia we're, we're, we're down. It's Wikipedia wig out this week, Henry. And this is a very true wig out, as I know so little about Iran Hills. I'm really <laughs> ready to learn. learn. This isn't wong, where we're looking at a Wikipedia page that we might know a bit about. It's all raw. It's all fresh. How good is that? Yeah, it is. Uh. It's truly one where I was reading this and learning today. As you said, yeah, usually you go, oh, you know, the touchstones of what yeah. is going to be brought up. But like, yeah. oh, Windermere's a house. Yeah, I was- cognizant of that Um, this is all new but yeah henry if you get you know you've had a skim of the page haven't you you've got it up is there anything that strikes you about this informal part of the hills district (laughs) yeah dude well i mean first thing that they kind of, as most of the Wikipedia Wikipedia pages do, they go into the history early. Mm. And just the way that this is written, um, the history goes into, like, excruciating detail about the families who purchased each individual lot in the <laughs> district um, and the minutiae of the subdivision sales. Now, you might think we're kidding, but go to the Arana Hills. Wikipedia page. I'm looking they, at it right now, mate. They go through the surnames of the families, which lot they bought, which order they boarded in, who sold to who, who subdivided their property, who like. You know, there's that not is, a whole lot to say about your suburb if they're going into the land parcel trade. That trades, is literally catastrophically boring in a suburb that I would already say doesn't have a hell of a lot going on <laughs> no, for it. Who the fuck Just, cares. Also, can you put it out there? Make some shit up It's the free encyclopedia No one donates No one cares I'm not fact checking you On Arana Hills It's fucking fine The Arana family Used to roll down the hills hills. They they, they had races rolling down And one of their fatter kids Had good pace down the hill Because the mass carried him Um, If anyone does ever care To look up the Arana Hills Wikipedia page The photo they've chosen Is so comically shit It's not funny It is a street view I think it's Google street view To be honest Of the Arana Hills Plaza In 2020 2013, not recent, it's a Google Street View, and we'll talk about the plaza. But Henry, as is now unwittingly tradition. Yep. And I think this is one where you will be as lost as anything. Can you guess the population of Arana Hills? You had a setback last week, but I think I threw you off with my hints. So, no hints this week. Summon on all your incredibly limited knowledge of Arana Hills. I was hoping you'd forget about this this week because mm. I- uh, Oh, I don't forget. No, you never do. I haunted uh, by. You forgive, but <laughs> you do not forget. Um, Mate, Arana Hills. I guess we had like your- What was it Indro was like? Kind of around 9,000. Yeah, in um, trouble. Just like, and even to, constex- to contextualise how- for people, Orana Hills is near Fernie Grove, Capera, Mitchelton. And you know what? It's like really close to Everton Park, which is not really an outer suburb. Well, it wouldn't be, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think it wouldn't be. Dead. It's not that far away from the city, which I find weird. It's 10Ks. 7,000. Holy fucking shit. What is it? 6,950. Oh. 6, 6,950. <laughs> He's He's back. He's absolutely back. Oh, my anyway, God. That is, that is eerie. Like, we have both discussed so, what so am I, what much. Was I 50 off? You we were 50 off. We've discussed Jeez. so much how little we know about Arana Hills. Let's get a... Bus out there let's now. Get, or, let's, anyway, oh, let's, let's get a bus of year 12s out there now. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, let's get it to exactly 7,000. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. See, I think the thing I love about that, and I don't know whether you've successfully picked up on it, there's a point made in the Wikipedia article that is like, Arana Hills is almost entirely a residential suburb, mm. which initially I was like, yeah, every suburb must be. But then I went on Google Maps. There are so few businesses in Arana Hills. If you live in Irana Hills, you are doing all your shopping in, like, Mitchelton or Capera. I think there's maybe one cafe for 6,950 people. Yeah. How did you know that? I guess just, you know, I, I have a... A connection with Brisbane mm. With my home we'll, city we'll I'm a few years older than you That's I've had true chance. A bit more experience, mate Yeah kind of What I do is I get up every morning <laughs> And I rub the soil Of the brown snake bed On my face Yeah and do you listen to, to Oh do you listen to powder of big Having a Milton f- mango Bloody drink a little Milton. Dad is a right of For Kasselman Cranberry Yeah well there you go I guess that's interesting About the resident I guess some people Live to work Some people work to live And others just live to live Apparently and they do it in uh, Rounder Hills. (laughs) And others do podcasts, sort of in a weird balance between work and life. That's right. Now, (laughs) its location, you touched on it not being as far from the city, Mm -hmm. but it is in the Moreton Bay region. Now, Moreton Bay region isn't something we've touched on before on this show, but I I do want to say to you, like, Moreton Bay, to me, has a hot energy about it. (laughs) What? Really? There's a bit of a mysterious energy, and I I do boil it down to the fact that um, Moreton Bay College, more, there's a girls' college out there, Morton Bay Girls College. That for for you know inner city schools, you never really see these well, there's girls. Air of mystique there's, about there's an air about mystique these bay about women. this. this <laughs> Bay babes who <laughs> are hanging out, and you never. Know, but and was it a purple? The uniform? Morton babes, dude. It was. I always got it confused with like your Lourdes Hill and your Chacks of the world of just kind of vaguely mysterious mm. uniforms. I want to pick up on that though, because that's such a good point. I think Morton Bay uh, Secondary Education is leading the way in uh, feminism and equality because the girls' school is Morton Bay College. And the boys' school is Morton Bay Boys College. It is a rare. It is the inverse of the Brisbane Grammar, Brisbane Girls mm. Grammar. Finally, the sisters get one for themselves. Morton and if Bay. that's not a triumph for a hundred years of uh, of political activism, I don't know what is. Yeah, me too. Morton Bay College. Send your daughters there, not your fellas. Mm, Morton, uh, very, very well done. Um, funny thing, and I know we uh, generally on the show like we avoid talking too much about like some of the indigenous origins of this suburb because uh, suburbs because Brisbane is steeped in quite a dark history. But mm. this is yet another example of a hilarious misunderstanding leading to the place being named the way it is. Yep. So, a lot of people were considering what the name of Arana Hill should be because it's quite a new suburb and it was classified for the first time in 1978. Now, all the Wikipedia page says is this woman called Mrs. Pam Corey suggested that Arana, the Aboriginal word for welcome, yep. would be appropriate. Lovely. Word for welcome coming down the shalom of the indigenous language of the people who were there uh, some years earlier. Years after they'd called the place Arana Hills, like serious years, it's on the logo, it's on everything. Someone points out that o with an O is welcome and Arana means moon. Oh. So Oh whoops So so, so, it, so for a while It was Moon Hills So it And it remains Moon Hills To this day Here's my My favourite line From a very sassy Wikipedia writer Is Without anything more Than an unsuccessful check Of the dictionaries Of Aboriginal words The substitute of meaning Was featured In the 1978 Arana Hills Which has remained To this day And they just couldn't Change the logo <laughs> without... Moon Hills is cool Moon though. Hills is cool I just Like love... a bad sci-fi Yeah Or Moon Hills Sounds like to me Like the first EP Of like brisbane band <laughs> like ladies and gentlemen we've played three gigs at rick's and one at blackbear it's time to release moon hills <laughs> recorded exclusively with dad's money <laughs> good bloke also just the idea of like pff, guys we checked a dictionary once and uh it's i'm telling you it's a writer and it's <laughs> yeah. just fucking stone did, cold you, did, you, uh, did, you, did you check again anyone oh, f- don't really have time pan, to get pan. this logo out Pam, this is quite important. This is the first name this suburb will ever have. Do you think it's worth maybe just checking one more time, Pam? Yep, yeah, um, Pamela? No, no. All good, Pam. Uh, that, is, that is very interesting, isn't it? Um, well, th- this was um, quite interesting while we're on the topic of names. Mm. I did want to say- Yours um, is Henry, mine's Joe. The that, suburbs are runner hills. That they are. Now, That's playing along at home. Thank you. So, prior- to December 1962, when the new name was gazetted, um, that being the name, um, I guess, of- oh, Is that on. the verb no. for a name being, like, declared? Well, this is the thing. Yeah, it must be. So, the Queen- This is the thing. The Queensland Place Names Board decreed that what? there were too many Camdens and Camden Parks, um, which I think was what they originally had as- So, it was originally called Camden. I think it was called Camden. And then Bro, they- name me one Camden in Brisbane. Well, here's the thing I'm about, there there isn't, but the issue was... There were too many Camdens and Camden parks before it was around the hills. And this was confirmed when some confusion did occur with the area's mail being sent <laughs> to Camden Park in South <laughs> Australia. So, it might not have been a Brisbane thing, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people's mail that they were like, oh, I've got to emergency tell people something I've in got Camden. A, in Camden, it goes there. Got to tell them about the news of Morton Bay. <laughs> I will say this quickly on Morton Bay, by the yeah. way, just to circle back quickly. Um, Morton Salt Bay. Well, I just found this quite interesting because I was- I. Digressed into the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page of Morton Bay mm. um, when I clicked on it. So the the Morton Bay region, it says on their Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, was established in 2008. Now what? I I know well I know logically that this just means formally the council was officialized in that year. But I do love the idea of the bay <laughs> itself not being found until 2008. <laughs> just people walking past, being like, oh, what's this? Oh, there's some land missing. So, Couldn't be anything. And poke your head around, boys. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone been here before? I don't. What's all this? Don, I thought I could walk in a straight line from the two sides of this cove. Yeah, I was very much intending on walking from uh, that point to you, that point. But it's to, to walk water in a there, vague huh? sea shape? I don't want to walk in a can't walk in water, mate. I'm not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I'm not Jesus, my Mexican cleaner who does a bang-up job on my golf clubs. <laughs> I'm not Jesus, nor am I Dash from The Incredibles when he discovers the true extent of his powers. That's very true, because he can run so quickly. But even Dash would have been fucked up by going like, he's out there to Morton to walk walk in a straight line and there's a bay <laughs> i like the idea 2008 they i love well i guess 2008 was the i guess they kevin, were kevin rudd that they was, was with kevin rudd was late yeah. to the realization yeah. so they were kevin i guess kevin rudd was like my fellow australians as my <laughs> first year of prime minister we've had kevin 07 but now it's too late 08 we've discovered <laughs> we've discovered the morton bay Maybe Ashgrove's new single oh 2000- An old on Pakistan? No, yeah, not 2008. Too late, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> not not Morton Bay. That's but very good anyway, point. Um, or, but or on behalf of Australia, I say sorry for not realising Morton Bay was there. Not being that. But yeah, uh, just to circle. So I guess supposing that uh, on the topic of naming things and discovering Morton Bay that late, yeah, the Queensland Place Names Board were the ones who ruled you can't call it Camden or Camden Park. It needs a different name. Henry Joseph Bretz, mm. could you imagine a better job in the world than working for the Queensland Place Names Board? Hey, guys. Holy um, fuck. <laughs> Hey, guys, uh, Monday meeting. Hope we all had a good weekend there. Um, all right, so a few things on the list for this week. Mark, name that place. <laughs> Sue, uh, could you name that place? Rogie, you're you you, you you're with us, mate? Big weekend, was it? It is Monday morning meeting at the Queensland Place <laughs> Um, Got a few places we need you to name this week. Henry, I just quickly, as you literally were saying that, jotted down some place names I'd love to run by you for, for new suburbs, anything new. Yep. Brife. Yeah, it's good. Spelled B-R-I-F-E. Hey, Joe, name it. Brife. Uh, it's a small outer suburb on the south side, kind of near the bay. Consider it should named. We go, should we go to Brife Seafood or something? That's one thing. Consider here's, it named. Here's another one. Yeah. This is uh, this is like an inner city pocket, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Clad. <laughs> yeah, sure. Clad. Name here's it. another one. Name it. Jacksontown. <laughs> Consider it named. Uh, what if the Queensland names board? Went beyond their purview of just place names. And they're like, guys, there's simply too many Jacobs and Charlottes in the baby names this year. We're going to need to see some weirder shit. <laughs> I want to see some Ephanies. I want to <laughs> see some Kenneths in the Queensland names. Just imagine sitting around. It's like, you know what my other dream job always was? The Australian Office of Film and Literature Classification. Mm. You get to sit down, watch every new movie and go, M.A.? PJ, (laughs) M, next question. You know what? There's seven people on the board. You need a controlling majority of four, and you can call Frozen 2 R18+, <laughs> for sexual content, and fucking no one can stop you. <laughs> cool name. Cool name. That who named, a- who named the Queensland Names Place board? Who gave them their oh, name? Who, who watches the night watch? Someone was there? originally like, let's call ourselves the motherfuckers. And then the new CEO was like, I have a far better idea. <laughs> How about the Queensland Place Names board, Greg? With the name gang. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um now there were remember <laughs> there was consideration oh, this is also about names right oh, you no, hills, Arana hills has so much going on inside that uh, has so little to say about names you did the name this stuff. is my favorite part about the wikipedia thing for anyone still playing at home mm. this line 2008 irana hills were affected by severe thunderstorms mm. millions of dollars of damage was caused and crews were needed to help clean up the damage it ends there. Oh. That is literally all it states. No, also, I'm sorry. So, they, so it rained, and that got on that Wikipedia page. <laughs> they were like, Fuck, "Yeah, mate. we, yeah we, yeah we had to call in some people to help lift some power lines." That doesn't happen in every suburb in <laughs> Australia ever. Queensland's a tropical climate, a play on. But they, I will say, they do have their own little local flavour here. For 28 years, the. Advisor newspaper, which was completely compiled and distributed by local volunteers under the umbrella of the Progress Association. What lefty. Mm, lefty okay. carps. Oh, hello, the Progress Association. Look at that. What's next? Uh, <laughs> what's, um, Elizabeth Warren. What's, what's next? Mm. Hand sanitizer in my bathroom? No. Mm. You liberal cucks. No, you're Yeah! Uh, Yeah, so the Progress Association, PA, they brought to every home in the Hills District news items from clubs, organizations, and the Pine Rivers Shire Council. Um, So, they had their own little volunteer newspaper just for their suburb. That's pretty cute. But also, like, they're in the Hills region, they're in the Moreton Bay region, and they're in the Pine Rivers Shire Council. Uh, Arana Hills is a cheating bitch. Oh, yeah. Arana Hills plays around more than Kevin Spacey and Brett after a great game for the Sydney Sixers. Well, the Advisor newspaper broke that story, mate. Famously. The, they also broke the Tara Reid scandal, which is just batshit. Yeah, geez, the Advo- I mean. They I- like, I- go I- above and beyond the Call of Duty. Yeah, it is weird how um, Bob Woodward actually started out an <laughs> Advisor newspaper before he broke Watergate. All, all, all the President's <laughs> men famously set in <laughs> Senator Senator Arana Hills. Hills. Of course. Uh, but, Henry, one last thing from me on the Wikipedia page though. I find quite funny. We were talking a lot about, to Wong, about how the median age of the population is below uh, the average age in Australia and how it's pretty groovy. The same fact applies to Arana Hills. Oh. Its median age is four years below the average age. Couldn't name you a young person who lives in Arana Hills. No. It's not really a sharehouse vibe, is it? No. I mean, it, uh, it's probably a vibe that if you wanted a fair bit of land, like a massive backyard, big deck for not too much, you got, you know, it's a pretty bloody good option. Mm. But for its median and not age, too far from the city. No. For its median age to be 33, mm. how many fucking 30 odds are living in- I mean, Jesus was 32, many. wasn't he? Uh, he was. When he walked across the bay. Far out. I've got to get a better job soon. Mm. Every 30-year-old when they see how much Jesus achieved. <laughs> well, at least we have something in common. We're both getting crucified <laughs> by our bosses. At least we have mm. something in common. We both like loaves and fishes. <laughs> <laughs> love, love bread and fish. <laughs> it's the only thing I don't want to blaspheme on the podcast. Did I just it. out Bible reference you. That's a you, first. Did, yeah, you did. You did. I've been trying to win it, but I'll out Chicago Bulls nineteen ninety nine reference you. Made <laughs> <laughs> we've both been loving that show. Uh, yeah. All right, well. Um. On that, I guess that's pretty much all we've like. I mean, usually we skim through a Wikipedia page and take. That's the almost it. <laughs> we pretty we pretty much did it verbatim. We've there. Exhausted it. <laughs> uh. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, king Talking contemporary. Arana Hills. Now, Joe, wouldn't consider you. Well known for your athleticism or for your sporting prowess, I would say it's famously my weakest point, Henry. Yeah, uh, zero hand-eye coordination. I think we've talked about it on the show before. I would um, when I was playing junior cricket, I wouldn't be able to see the ball that was bowled to me because I had tears in my eyes because mm. I walked out to bat. I was so scared of getting out. So yeah, so not your comfort no, zone. The being mental on a game screen. was as bad as the physical game, which is tough for a seven-year-old knowing you're that weak. Yeah, exactly. So, but Arana Hills is a little bit of a sporting uh, hub for you. Mate, it is. It is the site of some of my greatest athletic victories uh, and defeats. So, it started, if you'll indulge me, when it was- I used to be um, like a little league, like uh, under six, under seven, when I was in year one, year two. Um, And I played for Valleys, which was just the local club, but- I think league possibly more than junior rugby union you faced some fucking big fellas from about the age of seven or eight and Mm. I played a game at Arana Hills against Redcliffe yeah Uh, against the Redcliffe Dolphins and I'll put this out there the Arana Hill Leagues Club unreal I've always wanted to go there for a beer it's a great footy ground a couple of great paddocks and a fabulous league like it's a classic league well my my housemate Sam was Mm. like he I said he said where are you going I said I'm just going to record he said oh what suburb I said oh Arana Hills he goes oh yeah first thing he Said it's a great leagues club, really good out there. And he said, uh, particularly a fair few Marist boys, oh. um, Marist boys who were very good at Union, but uh, their real passion lay in the league realm. Not unlike a, a Paddy Carrigan, yeah, or, literally the the modern prototypical example, yeah, who played Union because it was on offer at the school, but yeah. League was was always, where it was at the for passion. them. Um, and yeah, it was saying that you know some of the some of the big names, the Beanox, the big names yeah. on the <laughs> of uh, of Marist all went out that way to play at oh, Iran wow. Hills. Is it the Panthers? What what's there? Yes. Yeah, oh, Dude, you're drawing it so deep from within my memory. I didn't even look up any research on the Iran Hills Leagues Club. I just I just remember playing footy out there. Do you mean the Leagues Club itself is a good venue for- So so both. So it's one of the great things, it's kinda of like the Broncos League Well, no, it's the opposite in that the playing fields are right next to the club. If you could sit on the deck with, I assume there's some beautiful $10 buffet and you're getting the most well-done steak you've ever had in your life. You are getting wedges with a (laughs) generous bowl of sour cream. And it's the kind of place where it's beautiful. They reckon a steak's not finished unless you've got tomato sauce with it. (laughs) um, But it's always that great vibe and you can sit on the deck and you can watch the footy. I think think my parents were, um, at that point, I think probably maybe about uh, three months into me being a young sportsman. My parents had accepted, this just isn't going to be the thing for Joey. Uh, We better enjoy the food. Little nerd. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we'll enjoy beer. Um, But I was playing against these massive blokes from Redcliffe. I maybe scored... I probably played rugby league for about two or three years and in primary school as well. I maybe scored two tries in my entire career. That's I'm maybe good though. Well, I think it's good because I caught the ball four times. So <laughs> I had, if I ever got my hands on the ball, for Joey was a sure bet for a try. But that's when hanging out on the wing, not doing a hell of a lot. A good, that's a 50-50 hit it's rate. It's a good hit rate. But, but uh, tries to <laughs> contact with the ball. <laughs> yeah, now we don't want to factor in the amount of times I was past the ball and dropped it because nope. that uh, was my hit rate badly. But anyway, I remember very distinctly diving over under the post from a try. I'm sure the benefit of a great move from a teammate. I'm seven years old. Like you're a tiny little kid. A bloke from Redcliffe comes up, full studs boots, sta- like stabs his boots onto my neck oh, and says, "Fucking try that again." Seven years old. It's also like not, <laughs> and not only, I'm, only like, is he shaking with fear at this bloke, not only is he being violent, but he's also just like describing the game of rugby. It's like <laughs> fucking try that again. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I, and I imagine you yeah, will. My and, team is not winning. And then after <laughs> an hour, we'll stop. Uh, <laughs> and we will see who is leading. And whoever did it the most it's is the winner. Point. It's such an empty threat of like, hey, mate, I dare you to be good at footy again. And it's like, well, I'd love to. I'd love to. No, I mean, uh, that's sort of why I'm here. Yeah, my, my biggest problem is that I'm not. And I don't need your help on that front. But I, I revisited Irana Hills, Henry, in year 10, year 11. Oh, you went back? I went back. So, me and a couple of mates of mine. At, uh, at school at the time, we saw an ad for, like, the Brisbane Junior Rugby Union Sevens Comp. And we were like, you beauty, this will be social, this will be fun, this will be easygoing. When is this played? You- so, it's it was literally played out at Iran Hills. It was like a knockout round-robin comp. A one-day thing? No, it was like every night for, like, nine weeks. I was going to say, you were quite involved in co-curricular by year 11. But- oh, dude, th- this was Friday nights in year 11 for me for a while. Oh, right. For fucking rugby sevens. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a joke. But so the team we put together was like me and a couple of mates who, you know we're not superstar athletes by any means, but we realised we'd get absolutely outclassed. So, we went to the grades below us and we ended up getting some blokes who would go on to play first 15 football. Oh, right. And we called ourselves the Princes of Wales. <laughs> and it's no surprise that every team- We had the biggest target on what our was backs. The, what was the origin of the name? Um, oh, there was- You just thought it was I fun, think we just thought it was fun. cool. Fun. We had our own- Mate, I've still got a, I've still got our jersey in the room. i oh, got a mate. With, uh, with number seven on the back, DeWire on it and everything. So Tape, or did you go get it professionally? Oh no, fully made. Oh, like like, it cost us like eighty dollars each. It was one of the dumbest escapades I've ever been involved in. (laughs) But so we got some quite good players from the year below. We go out there and we realize straight away that there are some tough blokes who would have been at least 25 who are like sweet social sevens let's smash up some pedal we've got the biggest ever target on our back because we're called the princes of wales and have jerseys <laughs> to that effect we're little private school pricks we go out i'm not kidding. beach these whales <laughs> within two minutes our three best players we can cast and two of them went to hospital we got. So these are the younger kids you've recruited, younger in, kids your, we recruited. in your Ocean's Eleven style <laughs> caper. Hey, kid, and- I got a <laughs> final job for you. Play for a shit team and get knocked out and go to hospital. Jeez, so what happens when there's a knockout in sevens? Has it just become fours? Like, do they, do they just- <laughs> and then it's just ones and it's a hundred <laughs> metre field and these two blokes chasing each other. <laughs> well, that day I made one tackle which was uh, obviously a great thing. The sevens game when you're playing for at least 14 minutes. But it's my lasting memory of Arana Hills is um, texting my mate the next day and he was like, gee, ambulance from Arana Hills is quick. <laughs> this is a concussion. So, he's pretty cognizant for the whole time. But he's just on the way. and He's going, yeah, not not, uh, not happening again, boys. But you know what? I liked your, I liked your bravery to go out there and have a crack at it. Probably the, the last time I've ever had bravado with where, my physical skill. Where would you have played in the sevens? Were you- forwards was, or uh, no uh, yeah no because i played like lock i don't even tall. know that what so what's a scrum look like in sevens it's three people yeah, so right. i always i always um was in the scrum uh actually we got the feedback on a couple of times to just really delve into the niche sports thing. i love that you're getting notes yeah <laughs> the scrum the ref's like oh fantastic head uh, locking there joey but yeah the, the most my lasting memory of it and the last thing i'll say is um young bill bingham Lovely, very enthusiastic little kid from the grey below. Not one of the blokes who would go on to play first 15 footy, but a a great guy. Um, The greatest try I've ever seen. Ruck on the try line. Picks the ball up, looks left, looks right. This bloke pulls an Air Jordan vertical leap <laughs> over the ruck to put the ball down on the try line. Of course, the rest of his body comes smashing down, hits head, neck, shoulders on the ground. Just has to go off knees from the and game. toes, knees and toes, knees yeah. He was yeah, playing this round, but just fucked up. But yeah, look for oh, a good on him going for the yeah, leap for a bunch of blokes in year eleven with no physical talent. It's the toughest I've ever been in, and that's when I decided to do podcasting. You about a runner. <laughs> oh, I see what you suggested to run a <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, how good. I mean, that's a. Uh I sort of the last one you would have played, a competitive sport, I imagine. Oh, by an absolute country mile. Yeah. Except when I played like one uh, I played one game of like UQ less touch footy. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, this Bit is. Bit different to a runner hill, didn't the, the law school of UQ. <laughs> law, school, <laughs> law school against med school, fam. Let's, let's, let's go. A <laughs> few less knockouts. Yeah. Don't tackle too hard. I'll sue you. <laughs> I mean, <Order>. legit <laughs> Henry is reaching for a prop judge's, judge's gavel I have in my room. I will that a try. And that's exactly how the gavels sound. Tell you what, I spent like 40 bucks on that fake gavel that everyone just heard um, when I was younger. And- doesn't sound like one at all. Is that when you knew you wanted to be a judge? Yeah. No, I don't want to be a judge. Well, you judge people I lot. want to be a jury and executioner. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> I think you got juried and executioned by the the Red Bank Dolphins, by the way, Cliff Dolphins. Red Cliff Dolphins, very good team. Uh, but Henry, turning away from my egotistical trip about my own athletic and sporting career, you what central days. touchstones of Iran Hills do you see in the place? Because- it's a random outer suburb that we don't have much to say about, but there's little pockets of interesting things, I reckon. Well, I didn't remember that this was uh, kind of shelved in my subconscious until I looked at uh, what was involved in around Hills, but um, the Bunyaville Forest Reserve. Um, is part of that Hills district there. So, so Bunyaville and CSIRO have a little area out there. Is that where they came up with Wi-Fi? That's where they invented (laughs) Wi-Fi and 5G. Um, Is that why I've been itchy all the time lately? Yeah, that is, uh, (laughs) mate. That's a bit of science for you. So, Bunyaville, um, which sounds like a fake place. Yeah. Sounds like a fairy tale deep in the woods of Bunyaville. So like, so like, it's like Bunyip, maybe because it's Bunyip. and also, and like the Bunyip Mountains. See, to me, it sounds like, like a bunyip. really poorly formed insult. Like, hey, listen up, mate. Fuck off back to Bunyipville. Yeah. Like a d- bit of a whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on your bike and go hang out in... Fun- what, was, what was going on with the Bunyip? Is I, it like our, it's our Bigfoot, isn't it? It's our Bigfoot. He's our guy. Wasn't the bunyip also just like co-opted by one of the ice cream companies to be like a mascot well, like without a his consent? No, that was a yaoi. Yow- Is a Yowie and a bunyip the same thing? Ooh. Also, I always pronounced oh Yowie yeah, Yoey growing up because <laughs> I read it the same as David Bowie. We could be Bunyips. <laughs> 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 for wonder. Wonder. <laughs> yeah, by, uh, the Bunyip. Well, we didn't see any Bunyips at Bunyipville. Yeah, hello, um, um, Bunyip. A bunny. See, I love how, like, the Bigfoot mythos is like, he's always spotted, he's always around, maybe he's kidnapping people. Australia's just kind of like, look, there's probably a bunyip that we don't really care. Everyone's like, I saw the Bigfoot, and it's like, uh, I've probably seen a bunyip. Like, like, I tell you what, my father-in-law, he can get real hairy, man, he's a bunyip. <laughs> it's kind of like, as well, how, like, most people in Tasmania are like, oh, the Tasmanian tiger still exists. Yeah. It's just like accepted that there's these creatures. I believe in- It's funny, last week I was like, I don't believe in ghosts. I absolutely believe in the bunyip. <laughs> when you die, you become a bunyip. <laughs> well, then it's becoming a continued trend of we learn something that what you does, do- what, yeah. So No, because you, you don't believe in ghosts, mm. but you do believe in angels. Yes. Um, you do believe in bunyips. I believe in bunyips. Do you believe in democracy? not if Cheeto and Chiefs in oh, the house not if there's a big stupid orange clown not president. if there's a drumfy wig wearing drumfy trump can, shitting can, over democracy can i can i say something preach it can i say something can I, can I say something oh, now and re- loud <laughs> like oh i believe in the bunyip he's he's doing a press conference in the white house every day it's a bunyip and you know what he do you know what the bunyips eat Lies! Oh my God, Henry! You know how everyone says the Bunyip is a horror story. Mm. You want to hear a real horror story? I'm scared. Donald Trump's in the White House. No! Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! He's a perfect. Oh no! Con- <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh good yeah. luck though. Great luck. Now <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the Bunyip. No, so, not so, Trump. So, the Bunyip. Uh, the Bunyip's a lovely band. Bunyip's lovely. <laughs> um, so, but I, on Bunyaville. Um, Famously made up location that Henry's now telling us all on this podcast that he visited. We went there for an excursion. Uh, Aren't they just the fucking best? Aren't we hearing a lot? I went to the Tuong Cemetery on an excursion uh, last week. And now we went on a Bunyaville excursion to the reserve out there for science. Where'd you go to primary school? No, this is, well, Terrace. Ah, oh, see, because I I, I I roughed it in my tough working class upbringing at <sighs> Wilston State we School. Know, man. Only excursion I ever did, mate. I think I mentioned it on the show. I went to the Port of Brisbane two or three times. No, I've been to the Port of Brisbane. You went to the many fucking times. Oh. Yeah, and to be honest, full credit. I learned something new every time. They like had a gradient going upwards with the Port of Brisbane. Any bunyips? Uh, any no, boat, no, no, boat no, bunyips? No. An oil spill, though. Um, ah. I watched a bunyip get burnt alive. It was very formative for me. Well, as, as they do say in the, in the books... In uh, <laughs> the law of Bunyip uh, Oil spills are the bunyips of the sea. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've always said that, mm. as a stevedore of a boat. Mm. Well, BP stands for <laughs> bunyip powers. Bunyip petroleum. <laughs> hey, you want some petrol? <laughs> It's a fucking bargain, but you have to sell your firstborn son. A bunyips oh, like them. that sort of like weird deal-making creatures. I couldn't know shit about bunyips, and don't you dare think that means I want not speak about the <laughs> 6 son of, of podcast. Was a bunyip. <laughs> he was a bunyip. Uh, but yeah, we went to Bunyipville, and you were on an excursion for science. We just had to like fucking look at rocks and shit. And um, Bro, science excursions—you never did anything interesting. No, no, absolutely not. Well, well, like science, that thing you're well, on every day—leaves and trees. Oh. Hmm. we just told you they're made of atoms but you're still looking at them what even is chlorophyll couldn't tell you bro i don't even like need science to understand the world at all like i'm reassured the fact that there are people out there that understand certain atoms and nuclei and protons go into building stuff no, no. Like i don't need to f- i don't feel reassured knowing that the water i drink is two hydrogen molecules and an oxygen molecule who gives a fuck nerd you want to hear something mate y- you might talk about atoms i talk about adam and eve yeah you know what cuz i have a i believe in i talk about something bigger i talk about adam driver because I really like Star Wars. I love me a little bit of Star Wars. <laughs> um, You're Eddie- talking about electrons. I'm talking about a, the electric thief detector, a throwback to the Ecker <laughs> episode that everyone's listened to. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, But yeah, we went to Bunyaville, and I specifically remember they had this idea that in order to make us pay attention on the excursion, they were like, listen, we've told the guide from the CSIRO, the Bunyaville person, probably like, the adopted son of the bunyip or like a Hagrid vibe where his <laughs> mum was a human and his dad was a bunyip. Yeah, this was- um, so this was Mark Bunyip and, uh, <laughs> and he was like, hey bad. guys, welcome to- bu-. now um, our teachers had had a word and been like, listen, can you please slip in these five things? And then they told the students, they were like, five points from the tour guide's Presentation throughout the day are going to be on your exam. So, you need to listen that's because all, it's going to be that's all. five class. marks, which at the time was quite a big chunk of your science mark, five marks on Mate, the and also year way, six or year eight exam. The way marks were calculated in, like, primary school was so weird. Mm. Like, you do one exam and then you go on excursion and they are like, fuck. D-minus. I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? I've answered two questions across the course of yeah, this Yeah, there's semester. not- The, the, the percentage- like, uh, I mean, you're actually more on edge because there's, uh, there's zero transparency. <laughs> like, do you get Captain Cook? There's your A and sos buddy. <laughs> yeah. But- yeah, So, they were like, oh, all right, make sure you work these in. So, they tried to get us to listen, but no one did well on the exam because- and This is a little, a little, you know, not safe for work, but- a video everyone was starting to just get not iphones but phones that could play videos so like nokias that had enough and a video went around i'm not gonna say what it was because it was very crude and bad but someone in the grade got it it was one of those videos that once it was out there it was out there like I, a you don't need to describe it was it a blue waffle a goat see, like that sort of it, it legendary put it this way if i was to mention it a lot of people wouldn't know it I'm not going to say the video or the name of it because it's all very, very rude and, and genuinely really bad. Oh, so it's I'll say this just like porn, right? Again, it, it just went around. It was very- okay, well, yeah. And the, the soundtrack is burned into everything. It, it was a song by the- I think it was the Prodigy, but the song was like- So that was playing throughout the video. Anyone who knows it will know. I only mentioned the this- The Prodigy. Song. But that was the- It's s- in the people who did invaders must die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh that, yeah. Was, that was the soundtrack to okay. the video. Now, I'm not going to go- uh, the, I'm not glorifying the video. It was very, very bad. I'm just saying- It's very that, rude and disgusting. Well, the reason I want to put it in context with that is that anyone who will remember it will remember how big of a thing it was when it went around. So, this, right. this video, um, a few people, some of the kind of blokes who were- Cool. Well, cool at the time, fellas, but a proven to be yeah, yeah. due to their lack of moral fibre. A little bit like that. Yeah. Um, So, it got shared around yeah. and they kind of took it upon themselves to try and show everyone this video. And, of course, once the room Funny went around, legends. you don't want to be the person who's not seen it. No. Um, So, th- unfortunately, the whole Bunyaville excursion got completely <laughs> derailed <laughs> because pockets of boys were just sneaking off at any one time. To watch. To run into the rainforest to see this horrible video. So... It was um. It was a little bit like I'm pretty sure everyone. The teachers came out after the exam and were like, "Well, we now know that." you're not getting any more excursions. Last time we get to do an immersive learning experience in the fucking Bunyaville Forest, we take you all the way out to Arana (laughs) Hills. We give you this amazing chance to be in the woods and hear from a real halfling (laughs) Bunyip. Hear from a Bunyip (laughs) man, um, a a Bunyip hybrid person. And um, unfortunately, none of you got any of the answers to the questions right. You all lost the five marks because you were off watching old mates Nokia and up to mischief. So, we lost excursions for quite a while because of that that awful video. And Bunyaville was sort of the hotspot for where that happened. Well, that reminds me, Henry. I I remember getting on the bus to, like, cross-country in year eight or something. Yeah. Seeing a crowd of boys up the back and being, like, somewhat naive, going, oh, what's going on here? They are all just sitting around watching porn on someone's iPhone. Yeah. Because, like, my generation as well, like, year seven, year eight, you had an iPhone. Like, it was always in the picture. And I was just so immediately struck by, like, gee, that's a bit trash. Yeah. Like, surely this isn't play on. And the fact you guys were doing it in the beautiful Bunyaville area that I, I know, know shit all about we We soiled fine. the soil of Bunyaville with Yeah, depravity. and the Bunyip already tried to Immaturity. I In my mind, the Bunyip's a depraved character. Like, he'll yeah. go for anything. The guy sucks toes. Oh, you believe? You better believe the Bunyip was sending it around. <laughs> you, believe, have you Guys, Bunyip, better known by his real name, Porn Herb. <laughs> He's running it out of the Bunyaville Mountains. <laughs> We've developed- It's pretty, pretty late at night, night guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I will say as well, you mentioned it in uh, the wig out. I think, but the Arana Hills Plaza. Yeah, that, I was going to say as well- it Comes what up I find, a fucking lot in the chat room. You guys know I find so funny about the Arana Hills Plaza mm. is like Brookside is a three or four minute drive from Arana Hills. Like the large- Have you ever been to Brookside? I don't think I have. Oh, it's like the biggest shopping centre on the north side that's not Champside. Oh, okay. So, like, I, like even where I live in Wilston, I go to Brookside reasonably often if I need to go to the shops. Yeah. Well, still has a Sizzler, have. still has a Donut King, which is fucking oh, mental. so good. The King remains. Um, but I find it so funny that the Plaza of Irana Hills exists when it's like, if anyone needs to do actual shopping, they're going somewhere three or four minutes from this suburb. Well, mate, the way that a lot of the articles and chat rooms I looked at for Arana Hills talk about the way Arana Hills Plaza, it's like the same way Paris talks about the Eiffel Tower. Like really? They, they really trumpet this place, but I did go the on there. People de- in Arana Hills like, it was great. We got a baguette for one euro and a bottle of wine for two. <laughs> we just We's ate cra- it. We just, we shared it. We shared it. We uh, ate it on the bitumen. We stay- <laughs> Everyone embarrassed being like, it was crazy. We spent so little and come back with no money. Yeah. So... I did go onto their website, and non-surprisingly, due to the virus, there's not a whole lot going on, and the, the shops are closed. As and- in the computer virus you've got in your computer. <laughs> <laughs> that hacked your website, just like, Arana Hills is closed, don't come here. <laughs> I need more testing for my laptop. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the- there, there was something interesting on there that in in lieu of a lot of the apparent entertainment options that are offered at the plaza uh, during non-COVID times, they're running a Web Summit seminar, uh, which seems to be like educational for, Aww. it's called Playtime with Anna. They have a picture of Anna. She looks like a very lovely woman. Uh, Not and, like Palaszczuk or something. No, no, no. This uh. is this is there. This is Arana Hill. Maybe it's Anna. Ar- I mean, you, Arana. I was going to say like, at, like, like, it's a nickname. Anna, like... Take some words. Arana, Anna. I don't know. Anyway, so she puts the Anna in Arana, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like leaving that. like a web seminar for families and young people. And um, so, really going above and beyond what a normal shopping plaza would do. I mean, I don't imagine you going onto the Westfield Carondale and in lieu of not being able to no. trade the majority of their stores, they're offering web seminars with a character. This a is very, the cutest uh, shit ever, Henry. Yeah, a, very, a character of the local scene. Uh, oh, yeah, and this play is. Playtime with Anna. It's really cute. Look at this. So, the scheduled topics. So, they had Wednesday 29th of April. They did transportation. Is, uh, I is guess that just like teaching kids about, like, buses. the bus and... No, that's cute, though, because, like, trains. there's a lot that of kids cute. that, like, come into, like, year seven, year eight and have to start catching the bus to the city to go yeah. to school. It's quite oh, scary. Especially at Arana Hill, so I guess... Maybe- yeah, true. Like, they're quite out. Well, Wednesday 6th of May is um, All Things Mother's Day. Aww. That's nice. Kind of how to get a present and whatnot, how to make a cup of tea and breakfast in bed for mum. Wednesday 13th of May... Fun learning your ABCs. Oh, that is fun. we are they covering transportation before the alphabet? <laughs> Not For, <laughs> normally the order of education. Particularly if they're like, "Guys, you didn't, didn't want, want to catch. catch the um three seven zero or the A line," and the kids are like, <laughs> "What's the point? Tell you what the fuck they are." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the A line. They're like, "What's that A bit?" <laughs> now, um, now obviously three four six on top of that. say so there's two routes. There's three four six B, three four six C. Any insight as to what those are? That shape they're like, after the numbers. <laughs> they're like, oh, that'll come in two weeks' time. The other thing is, <laughs> you're getting ahead of yourself, little Jason. <laughs> like, you're nowhere near ready for the alphabet yet. <laughs> they're like, fun learning your ABCs. Defund those lefty cucks. <laughs> they had the chaser. up. <laughs> um, and then Wednesday the twentieth of May. I like this one. It's their final topic that they've got listed is favorite numbers. I like the idea that someone can have a favourite number. What's your favourite number? Um, I have a 100% dead set answer for this. Of course you do. Here's one for you. You know me better than almost anyone in the world. What do you think my favourite number is? Well, I was wondering if there was a cryptic hint that you said, here's one for you. You've already mentioned a no, no, number. No, no, no. Um, um, here's one for you. Is it, it-, is, it is higher than 10 and lower than 100. No. It, oh, oh, dude. Um... 35? Ugh, no. Ugh. I hate that. It's 64. Why? 8 by 8? Eight. 8. Well, square, square number. Yeah. 64, 32, 16, 8, 4, 2. Very satisfying to me. Uh, Beatles, when I'm 64, 1964 was a great year for music. It's, an, it's a number that seems so solid to me. Like, it's such a foundational number, you know? And 64 of something isn't a crazy amount. It's like, I detest. You know what number I fucking hate? Mm. 37. What is going on there? Double thirty-seven. What seventy-two? Yeah, maybe a little bit better. What's your favourite number? Um, Do you have one? It's not nothing. I mean, not that springs immediately to mind. I'm trying to think of a number associated with something I quite like. I think also the unfortunate thing about it's this. like eleven. Okay. I really like 11 because I used to rate movies out of 11. That's fun. When I was young, I used to say whenever I'd watch lots of movies, I'd be like, I'll rate them out of 10, but only a very few movies will get an 11 out of 11. And I'd walk out into my mum and dad's room beaming at like 11 at night, so to speak, Um, having just like come out of watching a movie and be like, guys, guys. Having just watched Kick-Ass (laughs) 2. And you're like, oh, I loved it. (gasps) I just watched Hot Fuzz. Mm. It's an 11. I always had this this similar problem. I, when I was younger, true nerd form, I kept a movie diary. I wrote down every movie I watched and rated them. Well, so did I. I mean, I rated them out of five. So, I was a lot less intuitive. So, you're going to say you rated them out of 64. No, no. It's too complicated. Um, Way less clever than rating them out of 11. But the thing for me, was it the same for you? Um, Because I just generally choose movies I wanted to watch. They were always rated like four stars or above. Because I, like, at the time felt like I had decent judgment of what I want to see. You'd always, and, and I was usually watching a movie of my own volition if it was recommended yeah. by like Blockbuster Magazine yeah. or Empire. Like it wasn't usually that I, I was the, just at random picking a movie. The up. lowest I ever gave was to like the Green Hornet because I won it in a video <laughs> as in like the Seth Rogan and I think John Cho movie. Yeah, like just disastrous. I still gave it like three stars. I was like, it was kind of fun. Well, you have quite a relationship, didn't you? Used to write to your local video shop and like get in the magazine. Oh, I had a column. No, you wrote for them? No, I had a column. I um, <laughs> this is amazing actually, Joe history. You know what? I I don't talk about this enough ever. From probably, I'd say, the ages maybe 12 to 14, I had a column for Video Easy. So, monthly, it was... It started as I just kept writing reviews and they were like, do you want us to send you a movie every month and you review it? The movies were without fail dog shit. I think I've seen every shit Jason Statham movie that came out from 2011 to 2014. But you'd watch them out I of the watch duty them, to video easy. And I would always review them very charitably. I have some of the magazines up in my room, but yeah. very. I was gonna say, they have a profit incentive for you to not be negative about these movies. No, definitely. And like the vibe was, I'd like- I mean, I got free DVDs. Like, it was- We got to keep the film. Oh, yeah. They were like screeners. They were like, here is your (laughs) gift DVD. They're watermark. (laughs) For Joe Dwyer reviews only. (laughs) Joe Dwyer reviews only. But yeah, it was a very funny experience. Like- I know the Video Easy Queensland magazine doesn't get around much, but being able to walk into Video Easy when I was like thirteen or something, crack open the magazine—it was like my little column. I was like, "This is kind of cool." You're a bit of a <laughs> bit of a big dick around the Video yeah, Easy. Yeah, well, not on that. You're, Huge you're, nerd, that. <laughs> yeah, well, your passion for um video stores goes a little longer because we all know you, <laughs> Joe. Joe guys is still the admin of a Facebook page called Save Network Video Grain. Famous. The outing finally. I mean, I, I, I think what it, happened? They tried to shut it down, and you started a protest. Party. Well, they did shut it down long but before activism was cool i heard that network video grange was shutting down and as it turned out i had been their biggest customer two years in a row yep. so over two years i don't know if we have mentioned this on the show but over basically about a two-year period um let's say i was 10 to 12 yeah i spent because i got them to calculate it when they shut down i spent three and a half thousand dollars there a year oh. i don't know how the fuck i got my hands on that much money like quite earnestly at age ten, I don't know how I was getting three and a half yeah. grand together. I had a membership card. I think I think I just like got like a two dollar gold coins from my parents every week and like used them for one purpose. only. Totally. but I was so devastated when they were shutting down because also they in any in for a young bloke who loves movies, they turned the world's biggest blind eye to me renting out R uh, and M A movies. Yeah, great. I was watching like Fight Club, Seven, American Psycho when I was ten or eleven. Incredibly irresponsible. Why the fuck did they do it? Well, you know, it's, but but I, you but saved I, them. You tried to save them. I tried to save them, but so I was already st- shut down by the time you started this Facebook page. Yeah, I was trying to, like, revive them somehow. But it was heartbreaking because I used to post... So, now Save Network Video Grange is this, like, ironic account that I comment stuff on. Have you ever seen, like, an Unpacking Brisbane Facebook post with a comment and a love react from Save Network Video Grange? It's Joe's burner. It's Um, me. We're we're like laundering. Henry and I have a number of... My burners alone are The Obita, UQ Law Review, Unpacking Brisbane, Paper Tigers, Save Network Video Grange, and Scream the Movie. I made a fan page for the movie. That's a burner account. You thought no one had done that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, no one's this covered this. This Scream movie isn't getting enough love. Yeah, it's 2014 and this iconic horror movie hasn't got rep. I have a few as well, but I just want to mention one of my burner accounts, the one that I made, um, I think within hours of Osama Bin Laden's your, death. Your burner accounts are exceptional. This was in the time when people were liking, making pages just to get likes in the same way that memes would now. Like the well, title of your page what was a was, to- was like? When McDonald's employees do blah or something yeah, like, shit yeah. like that. It's stuff like that where I was like, oh, yeah. pissing off your sister. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It would get like millions of likes. Um, and i trying to get on that trend and seek any sort of fame that I could. Within moments of Osama Bin Laden dying, I made a Facebook page called Osama Might Be Dead but Megamind is still <laughs> out there. Uh, of course, commentary on the Will Ferrell animation movie, Megamind. Um, so, you might see that liking a few of the unpacking uh, yeah. posts as well. So, it's good to have your for, likes out For there. anyone who ever sees Henry and I post a comment and immediately get seven or eight likes, you know that it's our burner accounts Pretty much all us. Um, oh, but Arana Hills is a great suburb. It's a great suburb. <laughs> One last thing I, before we move on, wanted yes. to mention. Um, again, I mentioned earlier that I told my housemate Sam before I was leaving the house about that we were doing Arana Hills today. Mm. And he uh, Go. I'm staggered that he had anything to say. Like, mate, I was full, full full credit, credit, blown away. Full credit, Walter's contributors like half this episode in having <laughs> something to say and validating our decision to He's do He's our it. ghost writer. <laughs> yeah, legit. Or our bunyip writer, as uh, <laughs> so Joe believes in him. Angel um, writer, mate. <laughs> but we- Yeah, so he was He was like, oh, I actually have a bit of a story. So, this came from an English teacher of ours. Uh, oh, wow. You had her as well, um, one of the great English teachers. Now, she lived out at Arana Hills and her backyard- was backed onto Arana Hills State School, um, oh. or one of the other. I think it was that yeah, one, okay. like, like back like onto to the local or something yeah. school. I'm um, sorry, Arana Hills. So she told a story that one day she's come home. I think it was the last day of school, so she kind of got held up at school and is uh, you know just wrapping up, and tying off loose ends and stuff like that. And she gets home, and there are no joke. In her backyard, <gasps> swimming in her pool, <laughs> 35 to 40 Arana no Hills way. school students, boys and girls, in the pool, mucking around in the backyard, essentially having c- a kind of Project <laughs> X of Arana Hills. And she's just come I mean, home. Like, They're like end of year six party <laughs> they've or something? They've essentially just gone, oh God, last day of school, how good was that? And they've all just jumped the fence into this neighbor's pool. Now, the Funny thing was, she had a dog. Now, this dog, she said, famously would bark at absolutely anyone it didn't recognise. We're talking postman, we're talking yeah. anyone dropping anything you're, you're off. You're wearing friends. a Richard Nixon mask, and he's not getting you. <laughs> exactly, like in Point Break, tight ref. Exactly, <laughs> like Point Break. I'm sure a movie you got from Network if. Video Grain was destroyed. <laughs> now um, they. She was like, this dog would go absolutely mental and not to the extent that it would just bark and then stop. She would have friends over for coffee, who she'd been friends with for years, and the thing would bark for two hours. It goes apeshit. Really apeshit dog. Now, she got home and there's these 30 to 40 school kids in the pool. That would be so terrible. Well, the dog, dead silent, sitting there watching it happen. Now, she goes, no, 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 this wasn't like the dog had been placated, this dog. Now, it either means one of two things- This has happened before because the (laughs) dog eventually upon getting used to someone's presence (laughs) to the extent where she now is going, hang on, if my dog's not going nuts at these people, then um, this is happening regularly (laughs) and I'm just not privy to this. Or I guess maybe more worse so, dog's complicit oh it's a dog house party <laughs> <laughs> the dog made the facebook event <laughs> hey uh everyone come over woof woof you know wink wink come on dogs like He's come over the eckies. Every, every man and his dog will be there <laughs> that is the idea that the dog has given up the game like <laughs> that is so fucking funny oh right? uh, one one last thing i'll say just springing off that not really runner hills but mm. backyard uh state school northern suburbs thing yeah um I once had an absolute shocker. I was the most scared I've ever been in my life because I forgot that um, private schools and state high schools were on different holiday schedules. So I was rehearsing with my band in Hendra in high school. And we had procured six Heinekens, which for a band of four blokes age fifteen is about the best thing you can ever get in the world. So we smash through one and a half Heinekens each while eating banana bread, like the <laughs> absolute rebellious units we were. And we go, hey, let's go run around somewhere. And we were near Aviation High in Hendra, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we Plays go on to school. We go onto the Oval of Planes. We go into the Oval of Top Gun Brisbane, <laughs> <laughs> and like absolute idiots. We uh, brought the bottles with us. We just start smashing them on the oval. Like such shit. Like just breaking glass on this oval. Yeah. And then we hear the world's biggest rebellion. Hi! Hey! And the principal We turn around The principal Of Aviation High Is pointing at us And there is about 200 Oh, imagine It's named Maverick <laughs> Or oh, Goose The ghost of Goose There are about Two hundred students Staring at us And it dawns On everyone That they're Still at school So they're in class <laughs> They're in class Four blocks Run onto the oval Smash beer bottles And then the principal gave chase. He Did he put his arms out like a plane? <laughs> He's like, get ready for takeoff, it's Brad. like Falcon in Avengers. He flies over us. But no, we had to, and linking back into the English teacher story, we had to jump into someone's backyard to escape him because the fence was too high to oh, jump to God. get out of school. And the person whose house it was came out of their front door and yelled... What the hell's going on here? (laughs) Because in the space of about five seconds, this bloke has seen four guys running for their lives from a behemoth of a school principal (laughs) stack over the fences. Did the principal catch it? Uh, no, no. Principal clearly didn't want to breach private property like we did, so didn't follow us <laughs> jumping into a guy's yard and escaping that way. But no. It, yeah, we've you heard know. Joe, the rugby league player. Oh, mate. Joe, the it's been trespasser. Been a great episode for Joe. Joe, the vandaliser. <laughs> Joe, Joe, destruction <laughs> on school property during school hours. Yeah. This is rebel Joe. You might have thought. Arana Hills yeah, has brought for out anyone a bit of mongrel in you, only thought I was a bit of a nerd. You know, this episode, Arana Hills brings it out. But mm. one last thing, Henry, one final thing for our dedicated listeners. You were saying there was playtime with Anna yes. at the shopping centre. Based on Arana Hills, I have very briefly noted that if other shopping centres do this, what would be the name of the playtime? Great. Playtime with Karen at Carondale. Nice. No, no, it's, it's right there Carindale. for you. Carondale. Uh, playtime with Brooke at Brookside, as we mentioned. Gorgeous. Uh, unfortunately, playtime with Germ, Germside. Doesn't work as well. I don't want to play with Germ. No, I don't want to play particularly with Particularly in the middle of a global pandemic. No, but definitely. playtime with Anna at Arana Hills. Not on Germside fabulous. at all. No, I'm not a germ man. No. Does fuck? <laughs> the question that has been a long time on no one's lips, Henry, does Arana Hills fuck? Um look, no. <laughs> I don't I don't really know enough about the suburb. I like it a lot. I think it's quite cute. But no. I mean, just of all the things we've spoken about, playtime with Anna is a lovely yeah, like thing and the, the plaza sounds like it's got a nice community. Junior rugby league, nice out of suburb fuck. vibes. Bunyip's if they fuck her in a way that should be, like, considered a crime. Like- (laughs) Or science. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. There's something- Year eight boys sneaking off watch dirty videos doesn't fuck. There's- I have a huge amount of respect for Irana Hills. I think it's a great suburb, but I I don't think it has any erotic energy. And almost, like, some of the benchmarks we've established for does a suburb fuck, I think, really fail when applied to Irana Hills. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, I I just don't see- any element of it particularly that we've spoken about and just the way that we were saying like, oh, they had their own little newspaper. Oh, oh they did all this like- They're cute. They're cute. Maybe they like, have like a little like, bit of like afternoon maybe love. Maybe Arana Hills makes love. Like, But I feel like in a very like- They definitely don't- leave, f- f- yeah. Happy marriage Arana to Hills, make children. Arana Arana I, think Hills, her- I think Arana Hills fucks on a quasi-regular schedule. Rother Hills fucks because it's 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, honey, and we agreed we'd have sex this time every week. Yeah. There's no like burning erotic passion that suddenly alights your loins. And you're I don't think they I don't think they're tearing each other's clothes off in Rhino Hills. No. Yeah, but um, gee, they're good on the footy field. Oh yeah, tearing each other's jerseys off, tackle him, Bretzi. Sure, you know your sport, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jock Joey Dwyer. Jock Dwyer. <laughs> And I said, it's not Suncorp Stadium, it's not Lang Park, it's my home. And that wraps up the most requested suburb on Unpacking Brisbane, Henry. We had a hell of a lot more to say about Arana Hills than I thought we did. Yeah, I remember we were thinking it'd be a short episode, but... For anyone who longs for the days of the punchy uh, 35-minute Unpacking Brisbane episodes got a lot on our minds these days. You know, there's lots of time to think during this COVID, isn't there? Yeah, I stare at a wall in my room and just mull shit over like my footy career at uh, Runner <laughs> Hills, which has gotten so much airtime today that I never thought it would. The idea that even probably at it was like two, three hundred listeners will be listening to my dog shit footy career is so entertaining to me. Well, it might, it might lead to a revival. You might be signed. Mm. I'll be invited back. Yeah, it's. uh I guess it's another thing. It's like no short episodes because this is us catching up. Yeah, hundred like percent. This is quarantine. This is we don't really get to see each other otherwise. So we just this is our normal catch up on a microphone. Yeah, it's kind of bit longer. It's kind of nice because like some of the feedback we get from people is um, you know it feels like they're in the room or it feels like you're just hanging out with the two of us. And it's a funny effect because it's not like this is a show we plan or script or anything. It is really Henry and I catching up with each other for the only time that week, which is why suddenly all you know we're doing interviews, we're doing specials and stuff. It's just a long play excuse to hang out more. Exactly. So yeah. more because it's an essential purpose. It is. It is essential. So, I um, yeah, hope you enjoyed, guys. I hope you enjoyed Arana Hills. Keep, yeah. uh, keep your recommendations coming with the next suburbs. Yeah, too, particu- and- particularly we've blown through a bunch of really popular suburbs. We love some suburbs that mean a lot to you. We've been hearing a lot about Cooparoo, but we don't know when we'll deploy it. Um, and also, if you've got an yeah. Pakistani of the week, please send it our way. We love the stuff that we're seeing. We'd yeah. love to see more of it. Love you guys. Um, yeah, have a good week. We'll see you next time.